So what's up? Uh, not a whole lot. Just watched this movie Identity with John Cusack. Uh, you see, uh, you see that movie Con Air. <laughs> I've never seen, no, I've never seen Con Air. <laughs> okay, you you read this. Uh, I've seen comic. Con Air commercials for like the hair. Yeah, you read this webcomic, uh, Aquid. Uh, I've read Aquid, yeah. Okay, well that's that's got nothing to do with it. It's Homestuck. Cool. Homestuck is the one that talks about Con Air. All right, yeah. so you ready to talk about Homestuck for the next thirty minutes? Oh yeah, we we had to dedicate some time of our pre credit our, our pre theme song ramble to Homestuck because we're recording this on four thirteen, the day of Homestuck. Okay. And, uh... <laughs> oh my God! Happy Homestuck Day! Happy Homestuck Day! Did you not realize? Yeah, you better write to your senator right now. This yeah, go write to your senator. Try to make Homestuck Day a national holiday. Wait, did you just did you just bring up Homestuck and not even realize that it was Homestuck Day? I bring up Homestuck like every conversation, bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like even at work, like I'll I'll like talk to my like sixty year old maintenance supervisor and be like, hey, this reminds me a lot of this part in this webcomic that I read, uh, Homestuck. <laughs> my girlfriend has banned me from bringing up Homestuck around her. It's <laughs> a good she rule. She hasn't banned me, but she has said that she doesn't know what Homestuck is, and she does not want to learn what Homestuck is, and I do not blame her at, at all. Yeah, neither do, like, the the waitresses at Chili's. They don't want to hear about Homestuck, <laughs> but I keep on talking about it, so. Yeah, I mean, hey, better bring me better bring me that, like, $15 margarita waitress at Chili's, uh, and give me some of those ribs, too. I got, I got Homestuck to talk about. Actually, they got $5 margaritas. So, Ooh, yeah, that's can, what I like to hear. As I like to call it, homestuck juice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I never read Homestuck uh, blasted off of Chili's margaritas, but maybe it'd be a good time to start. I think that might be the. I think that I think that might be like if you if you like it, it, you have to. I think that might be the only way to truly understand Homestuck because everyone out there who says they understand Homestuck is fucking lying through their teeth. The only way to understand Homestuck is to get blasted off of Homestuck branded margaritas and then just pound the entire comic in a night, thus killing yourself instantly and ascending to the immortal plane. Well, didn't Andrew Hussey like blow all of his money? Like, with the Homestuck thing, uh, the game, like, at Chili's, or was that, like, Olive Garden or something? No, so what happened with that is that, um, the people who were making his game just, like, said, well, what if we made, uh, what if we made the King's Quest remake instead with all that money that you gave us to make, to make, uh, Hive Swap? And Hussey was like, well, I'd rather you did it, and they were like, cool, here's King's Quest episode one. <laughs> wow. Well, King's Quest, you know, it's got a lot to do with Homestuck. If yeah. You've ever, yeah. I've never read Homestuck. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, was really, I was really waiting for the dismount on that statement, because you said you set yourself up for some, you set yourself up for some lofty expectations there. I was like, oh, how is Mike going to get out of this one? Uh, I'm not, because, yeah. I mean... <laughs> I think, like, uh, through osmosis. I don't know. Like, I, I saw, like, the le ending animation, and then as soon as they, like, introduced the Dancestors, I was out. So, like, there's that, that whole, like, period between that that I didn't actually, like, read or watch. So, yeah, for all I, I know, that's yeah. King's Quest. I, I, I tapped out when the Flash games started happening because I was like, this is taking me 45 fucking minutes to just read one update. I'm not doing this. Yeah, if I want to play a video game, I'd play something like uh, Honey Pop or something. You know, something... Yeah, something, something, something classic. Something, something, something for the adults in the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, you're still playing at Homestuck? <laughs> Come back to me in three years when you figure out what Honey Pop is. <laughs> See, because I, I like Bejeweled, okay? And... But there's not, but there's not enough like barely clothed anime women in in Bejeweled. I'm gonna start a <laughs> Honey Pop podcast. <laughs> honey podcast? Yeah, Honey Podcast. There we go. Okay, Honey Pod. Just call it Honey Pod. Okay. <laughs> Uh, and then every and then every episode you have someone and then it's like a honey then it's like a honey pot because every episode you have someone who's really into honey pop and then you ask them why they're so horny for teenagers. You think, you think John Cusack likes hentai? You think I could get him on my podcast? Oh, I think John Cusack probably does like hentai. Sorry, John Cusack. I keep on saying John Cusack. Yeah. No, that's that's the uh, that's the Russian Death Squad. John Cusack. It's it's John Cusack. everyone it's your number one dissociative identity disorder podcast uh i'm sarah so this whole movie is really bad it's very, yeah it's very problematic but before but before you want to but before we get into that you want to check out some upcoming horror movies.com oh my god net, I, I love net. that part yeah I uh, there's like I, I'm looking movies. here and there's like nothing really the lo- that's looking interesting except for like someone's making I spit on your grave in twenty in twenty nineteen, huh. which is like I, I'm pretty sure I spit on your grave was like an old like like a a, a rape revenge thriller horror movie from like the seventies. I remember it being referenced in a couple of Bloom County strips, and that's really the extent of which I'm I'm aware of it. I. Uh, yeah, it's according to Wikipedia. It looks like it's shit. <laughs> Wikipedia is under genres it listed as horror movie and shit. Yeah, it had one point five million dollar budget in like nineteen seventy eight. Jesus Christ! Holy shit! Yeah, you could like buy like a township or something. You could. Yeah, holy fuck! Jeff Bezos, who? <laughs> Imagine the people. Imagine the people who had like made I spit on your grave. Just pulled a, an odd gentleman and just took all the money that they got from Andrew Hussey's Kickstarter to make I spit on your grave. And then they just like didn't do that. They just po- they just like sat on that money. Who's Jeff Bezos? I keep on hearing that name. <laughs> Jeff. What if his name was Jeff Bozos? <laughs> my question. Oh, oh, he's the CEO of Amazon. Did you actually not know that? Nah, I knew that one. Okay. <laughs> um, La Llorona is coming out, the Ghost Bride movie. Oh, I saw uh, I saw Us. Like, I actually saw a movie in the theater. And I saw that trailer, and I was like, wow, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I'm surprised that there hasn't been, like, a mainstream adaptation of that story until, like... I mean, there may have been one in, like... May, there may have been one prior, but, like, I have no recollection of them, like, touching that story. Which is weird, because it feels like that's, like, a classic... Like, I feel like James Wan would have been on that in, like, the 2000s. 
<laughs> is that the guy who made Fast and the Furious? Um, I don't know. I do know that he made the first Saw movie and also, like, The Conjuring and Insidious and, uh, fucking Lights Out he made. He made a lot of, he's made a lot of, like, he's a good jump scaresman. According to IMDb, James Wan was in Tiger Claws as a gang leader. And what is Tiger Claws? Tiger Claws is a movie that's about the police do not know what to do about a serial killer who aims at martial arts masters. I think this is a different James Wan. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyways, Upcoming Horror Movies also says that Glass is coming to DVD in about about three days. You excited to pick that one up? (laughs) Criterion Collection? (laughs) Can't wait to get my hog out for another horribly (laughs) offensive... uh, Yeah... Portrayal of DID. Yes, yes. You know me. Yeah. You know how you know how people with DID can just like shapeshift. Yeah, I knew that. Well, this movie also purports that a little bit. Like, yeah, I don't live under a rock. Okay. Yeah, you got a point. Yeah, they can do that. How the come? movie's right. The, the media doesn't want you to know that, but the DID people have the power. People with DID have the power to shapeshift. I, I just I haven't seen any Tumblr posts about DID and shapeshifting yet, so I'm just waiting for like uh, you waiting for someone to sit you down and say, "Listen up, fuck nugget, this is." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want to talk about this movie though? Yeah, absolutely not. Okay, well, yeah, okay, so either. identity, like growing up, like I love this movie. Because it didn't really feel like a horror movie, and I was like a big old scaredy cat. And this yeah. movie, yeah, it just felt like a video game. Um, do you wonder what the tagline for this movie was? Go ahead, shoot it. Identity is a is a secret. Identity is a mystery. Identity Ooh. is a killer. Ooh. <laughs> which is weird because the name of the movie is Identity, which is like, is that like the bad guy? Uh, is Identity? I, I guess technically it is, but like, is it just, I don't know. It's weird to, like, use the name of your movie three times in the tagline, I feel like. Well, yeah. I mean, it was, like, what what year did this come out? Like, 2001, 2003? Uh, 03. 03. 03. Yeah, it was a lot of stuff. Like, 9-11 just happened. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, people don't really... Yeah, and... Uh, but, yeah, this movie is, not a, this movie is uh, based on Agatha Christie's uh, And Then There Were None, which I learned the original title of today, which I thought the original title was the, like... Pot, like kind of datedly offensive uh, Ten Little Indians, but no, the original title is Ten Little Loves C- Lovecraft's Cat's Name. Oh, yeah. Hmm. That's a good one, Agatha. Yeah, thanks, Agatha <laughs> Christie. Why would you name your book that? I guess it was 1939, so like maybe, maybe like race relations were in a different place. I guess. Well, they probably was it? were. <laughs> I don't know. I think. I... Well, everybody, ever since Obama was president, gets a free N-word pass. I mean, everybody knows that. You might have- And Agatha, Agatha Christie's, Agatha Christie, for, like, she sat down with a crystal ball and was like, I foresee the future. I get one, everyone gets one N-word. I'm going to use mine on a book. There you go. <laughs> Shit, that's how you get away with it, man. We really got to write to our congressmen. Listeners of fear baiting, we need to address this. But you have to get it reinstated and go to the DMV every single year. So, yeah, there's a lot of yeah, red... I, yeah, a lot of lot of red tape around that one. Yeah, uh, most pe- most people, it's probably not worth the effort. So in the movie, it in opens the movie. up with uh, this guy 
Alfred Molina. Oh God. <laughs> it's just Dr. like a, Dr. It, Octopus himself is here to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, yeah, that's right. It opens up with a prostitute, right? Or is that no, no, no. It, no. Op- it opens up. It opens up with like, uh, like the title credits happening over like Alfred Molina, like reading like some newspaper clippings about like murders that happened in a hotel of his client Malcolm Rivers, um, and his name is Doctor Malik, and he's like he's uh, he calls up another guy. He's like a doctor, and he calls up his lawyer. He calls up his client's lawyer, and is like, "Hey, the prosecution hid some fucking vital evidence. Uh, I think that we can stop this guy from being killed." And uh, the lawyer's like, shit, okay, get everyone together. And then there's, like, everyone's in the same room, and the judge is like, you're calling me out here at, like, 3 a.m. I already made my decision to kill this dude, and he's going to die. Yeah, and then there's an an argument about, like, whether or not a person with DID committing murder with one personality, like, if the body should be put to death for one of the personalities being the murderer, which is... I don't know what the legal statutes are. I, I, I'm very curious as to what the legality of that is in real life. Yeah, I did some research, and, like, it just depends on how many personalities you have. So if you have, like, nine, they take, like, one-ninth of your body. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't know if that's Sorry, true that just really caught me. <laughs> uh, it just, that, that whole... It's, it's... That whole intro sequence just felt it, like it, it shows. Gone. It shows a very basic understanding of what DID is because every because it just that just tells me that the government thinks DID is like the big bad Beetleborgs and like if you cut off the, <laughs> if you cut off like a bad foot like that just like eliminates all the bad from the from the system. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> oh uh, God, but yeah, this movie this movie is like horrendously offensive and just like one of the like an incredibly inaccurate portrayal of what DID is. Yeah. As all movies, as all horror movies with DID as a plot point are. It felt like uh, a movie made in two thousand and three. <laughs> yeah, it very much did. To my recall, yeah, this is yeah. But um, so then all, while that's happening, we also get the the everyone goes to a hotel. Ten people go to a hotel because it's storming, and we get like John C. McGinley. And John Cusack and Amanda Peet and is there anyone else of note there? Uh, Busey, is there? Oh God, that's right, Jake Busey. Yeah, I didn't even realize that was him. I thought that was the lead singer for Queens of the Stone Age. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, I didn't know Joshua Homme was like a an actor, but there he is. He's doing great. He's just acting like himself. So we, uh, so we meet we meet all the players at the hotel. Who is and they're all named after states. Mm-hmm. That's um, not weird. Yeah, there is... <laughs> one of them is named Lou Eziana. <laughs> His last name is Eziana. Like, yeah, that's some, like, Kurt Vonnegut, like, stupid, absurdist shit. Which I like. If they did more stupid stuff like that, I would be fine with it. Yeah, honestly. Um, so, yeah, there's Dakota, Rhodes, Nevada, Virginia... Lou Louisiana. They <laughs> should have had like T Pain in there. Tallahassee. That'd be cool. That's not a state. Okay. They should have had T Pain in the movies, all I'm saying. That's Tennessee. Tennessee. There you go. There you go. Tennessee Pain. <laughs> Tennessee Pain sounds like a wrestler. Well. <laughs> I don't know anything Rest- about Tennessee. WrestleMania 2020, baby, get there. Oh. Catch Tennessee Payne going to uh, rage in the cage. They should have, like, a really offensive TIT wrestler. 
Okay, but maybe they shouldn't. Yeah, no, they shouldn't, but they... <laughs> I feel like they would. Yeah, I feel like they probably have. Oh, I, I would not be surprised. There's definitely been a, mold, a wrestler out there who's claimed to ha- who has faked having multiple personalities, like, a, as a goof, as a work, as a shoot, as a wrestling term, as a kayfabe, as a frog splash. I don't know wrestling at all. I'm just saying words. <clears throat> so, yeah, I think the first thing that happens, like, in the motels... Well, that... the first thing, yeah, the first thing that happens is that John C. McGinley kicks the door open and is like, "My wife, help! She's thick. <laughs> <laughs> I could barely get her through the door. She's so thick. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to get to the hospital, but she's so thick that my at- her ashes keep flapping. <laughs> I love my thick corpse. <laughs> um." But then we get a flashback, because, like, for some reason, the camera decides to just, like, freeze frame briefly. Video for, game. Like, like, yeah, it's... Very video gamey. Yeah, it's weird. It's, like, they introduce a character, and then they, like, freeze frame, and then they flash back to, like, the first thing that they do chronologically in the movie, which in John C. McGinley's place was driving through the road, blow his tire out on someone's high heel that fell out, uh, and then, uh, fucking... Uh, his wife gets out of the car to help him, and then she waves to her son in the car, her son Timmy, and then she gets fucking creamed by John Cusack, who is looking through, uh, his, who is a shopper, who is a driver looking through his drivee's purse for her cell phone charger. Isn't that how we all want to go? Creamed by John Cusack? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, just let, just John Cusack overload me with cream challenge. John Cusack, kill me with your cream. What the hell was she doing out in the road, waving to her I, son? I don't know. I really don't know. She was, like, trying to talk to her husband, and, but, just, and then was, like, waving to her son through the window because he was scared. She was but, like, like, you know... What can I do to help? And it's like, a homie, uh... Get, get, get hit by a car. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what you can do to help. And then, so, yeah. John Cusack, uh, his actress friend, who doesn't even matter because she dies immediately... Um, uh, then we get Timmy, uh, John C. McGinley, uh, John C. McGinley's wife, who's just, like, a co- in a coma for the movie, um, and then we meet the other five people, who is the cop, uh, his convict, who is, who is Jake Busey, yeah. uh, and then we meet the newlywed couple, and the owner of the motel, and I think that's everyone? Yeah, uh, yes, it's very unclear on, like... Yeah, okay, and spoiler alert, all these people are are real. They're... All these people are very real and not at all just figments in the imagination of... Yeah. It's, it's a Psychonauts level. Yeah. Then the murders start happening. So, what's her face? Uh, the actress is trying to, like, go around for, like, a phone signal to try and call someone because I don't even remember why. And the actress died she wanted a better hotel or she wanted wanted to find yeah she wanted to find some signal to get to like a better hotel or a better room or something yeah and uh she's a washed up actress by the way she's not like yeah yeah not like uh not not anyone famous yeah she'd probably be an identity (laughs) she would be an identity Yeah. yeah um but then uh, she's, like, wearing, like, uh, a poncho, and then she gets snuck up on by someone, and then her head shows up in a, in a washing machine. Yeah, and it's really, that's, like, a really cool reveal scene. I like that, like, the whole moodiness of, like, this first half of the movie. It, it felt, like, kind of DSLR-y, and there was, like, that blue filter over everything, and at first I kind of thought it was annoying, but then I was like, oh, okay, yeah. 
I dug it. But the whole yeah. it was it felt like very Silent Hilly, and especially yeah, his yeah. reaction to it. Like John Cusack opens it, he's like, "Oh, that's a head," and he doesn't even freak out about it because he's such a badass. Yeah, and also like it is a little bit Silent Hilly, especially the way that they get like trapped in the in the like especially the way they're like trapped by otherworldly forces into yeah. there. But uh, then it just becomes uh, D- fun DID time, and then a lot of and then a lot of bodies start falling. Because the next corpse to fall is uh, the newlywed couple, yeah. uh, Lou Eziana and his wife, Ginny uh, Virginia. Ginny Virginia. <laughs> Her name is Ginny Virginia! Yeah. You know. <laughs> Isn't Ginny like a shortening of something like Virginia? It's, yeah. Or Genevieve? It's probably Virginia, Virginia. And it, like, <laughs> you know what? Good for her. Yeah. But yeah, now, Lou dies. She- yeah, Lou dies, uh, he gets his fucking throat slit open, or what the fuck ever, I don't even remember, really. They were having a domestic dispute. Yes, 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 because, uh, he was like, you're pregnant, and she's like, I'm not pregnant, actually, and he's like, I'm gonna fucking beat the shit out of you. <laughs> well, he, he, <laughs> yeah, she was like, I saw you cheating, or somebody saw you cheating, and then he was like, dude, no, I wasn't. But I'm gonna beat you up because I'm a bad guy, so people yeah. don't feel bad when I die. Yeah, and then and then he gets his throat slit in the hallway. Uh, and R.I.P. Uh, R.I.P. Louisiana. Yeah. <clears throat> and then the next person to die is the prisoner. And uh, that's... yes, because uh, the the cop is like, "Hey, okay, the prisoner escaped, but we caught him." Um, let's make sure that he stays in one place. I have to go be a cop and do things and waste my time. So I'm going to trust the hotel manager to, uh, like, watch over him. Because I'm sure he'll be happy to do his civic duty. Um, and then when the cops co- when the cop comes back, uh, the manager is, like, fucking around in the main office and not where he should be. And the cop's like, what the fuck are you doing over there? And they open the door and there's just a baseball bat shoved down his throat. Yeah. Like... Because I, it like the big end of it. The big end of the baseball bat went in first. Like the small end is sticking out, and like I feel like that's a hard. I feel like it's a hard push to do. Like I don't know if most people's jaws can open that wide. Like I, think, I guess there's like some some f- brutal force happening, and again, this is revealed that this is all happening inside the mind of the guy with DID, and these are all his identities just trying to kill each other for supremacy. If anybody could fit a whole baseball bat down their throat, it would be a busy. <laughs> just saying uh, I think it's pretty I think it's fine And like Wait, 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 wait. What, what I don't mean? like about it is, What does that mean? Hold on, back up What does that mean? Have you seen their jaw structure? <laughs> You're just saying that Because I have Busey Can just unhinge their jaws and <laughs> Like snakes, yes Yes, like yes, okay, okay I'm here for that Yeah uh, You've never seen him do it? <laughs> I've never seen him unhinge his jaw To swallow a whole mouse Yeah <laughs> but before that, like, the prisoner's trying to escape, and then he goes see some lights in the distance, and he goes to the lights, and it's, uh-oh, it's the same hotel. And then he gets chained up to a chair. Yeah. And for some weird reason, Lou Diamond Phillips or whatever, the, the, the hotel guy leaves his baseball bat, his only method of protection, and then it gets shoved in his mouth. But it's yeah, not it Lou Diamond shoved, Phillips. He's the, uh, what's his, what's his fucking name? He's, uh, or, his wait, name no, Larry, is... Larry, 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 Lou's dead. Yeah. Lou's dead, yeah. His name is Larry Washington. <laughs> yeah, Larry Washington. 
Uh, why are they all named after states? I, uh, because they're not real. I think it's supposed to be like a red herring, but they don't have enough of those for it to be. Like they have yeah. a whole ancient Indian burial ground red herring. But yeah, there's that too. If they had more of like weird coincidences like that, like I'd be like, oh, okay, that's cool. And like if more things stopped making sense, like the baseball bat and like all, eventually all the corpses start disappearing. Yeah, but um, oh, there also there's also like some numbered keys that are showing up. Like they're counting down. Like uh, the first the first corpse, the uh, the actress was found with a tent with a room ten key. Um, fucking Louisiana is found with a number nine key. Uh, the the convict's got an eight. Uh, who dies after the convict? Is that when John C. McGinley fucking beefs it? Uh, the convict. Right. Yes. 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 Because um, Larry tries to get away from the whole thing because he's like, I, I didn't do it, man. You got to believe me. And he tries to, like, fucking, you know, he tries to run like all innocent people do. Yeah. Um, and then Timmy, the little kid, steps out in front of the in front of the truck. And the guy's like, well, I don't want to kill him. And then the John C. McGinley, his dad, is like, wait, Timmy, no. And then the car swerves, missing Timmy, hitting <laughs> John C. McGinley and crunching him against a dumpster. Rest in peace, scrubs. Rest in peace, John C. McGinley. <laughs> wow. I can't believe he got cream too. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't by John Cusack. <laughs> it was by some weirdo Larry, who is yeah. throughout the whole. He's like really mean to Ginny, or not Ginny, the Paris, to Paris, the prostitute lady, which is like yes. And that was like the biggest clue in that he's like not really. Uh, he's like because I bet like motel people would be totally fine with like prostitutes. I don't know because like that seems like where they would get their most money. Yeah, well, sex workers. Sex workers. Sorry, sorry. Yes. Okay. That's. I just. Yeah. I got. I was. I'm still in a 2003 mindset. So yeah, yeah, they do. They do very much refer to her exclusively as a prostitute in the movie. Yeah. Which is which is fun. I mean, yeah, it's fun. Antiquated terminology sure is fun. Just mm. just 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 ask. Uh, just ask fucking what's her name? The fucking just ask Agatha Christie. She's a. <laughs> <laughs> She knocked it out of the park not once but twice with the titling of that novel. Oof. <laughs> and then a future publisher was like, okay, we can't do either of those. And then there were none. That's the book now. Ah, okay. I. Um, and then they find the corpse that Larry totally didn't kill. Yes, they find a dead body in the freezer and Larry like has this sob story about how he's like, uh, I was on my way back from Vegas, man. I just lost everything. And then I uh, I found this pl- I, I should pull in this place I need a place to stay. There was a man dead fa- in face of a uh, shepherd's pie, and and, and I, I I didn't know what to do with them. I put him in the freezer, and then people started showing up, and I was like, well, guess I'll run a motel. I guess since my name is Larry and his name was Larry, I guess like it's f- fair. I guess it's okay for me to. Yeah, there is a. It's the law of equivalent, Larry. Yeah, <laughs> you can just take the place of anyone who ha- You can just take the place of like anyone who has your name so at a moment's notice you could take the place of kappa mikey and no one would be able to stop you <laughs> i don't want to be kappa mikey though you must i don't want to be fry from futurama you, you have, have to be kappa mikey hair. you have to be kappa mikey you are legally re- <laughs> government assigned kin kappa mikey oh god uh, <laughs> if it makes you feel any better my, my real name is michelangelo I could. I so could you can take the place of the Ninja Turtle. Yeah. You can take the place of the Ninja Turtle or the Fate Stay Night character. Fate Stay Night? Is that that or Gacha fate, game? Fate, 
Fate Grand Order is the gacha game. I don't know if there's a character... I don't know if there's a Michelangelo in Fate Stay Night. Fate Stay Night is the anime. And there's also Fate Zero, which Fate is also Zero. the anime. Okay, I don't I don't know what anime is, so... Yeah, that, that's fair. You only know what Homestuck is. Yeah, the same thing, right? <laughs> you, only know about Homes, you, only, you only know about Homestuck and Identity 2003. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and The but, Fog? Oh, um, yeah, and The Fog. Um, and Scary, scary Movie, movie 3. three. <laughs> Those are the only four things, like... If I was a Homestuck character, like... <laughs> You're like host... the Avatar, the master of all four elements, but those are your elements. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, you presented me with a choice for this. I was either, I was going to either choose the, this or the fog, which is... That's the one that ends with um the main character just, like, put it, putting bullets in everyone in his car except himself, and then the cops show up. You're talking I about think... the mist, aren't you? I'm talking about the mist. Yeah, the mist. Is, oh, the mist is cool. I, it was supposed to be all in black and white. I think I don't know if the actual release was in black and white, but if it was, it would have been way cooler. I, I like the mist too. I've seen that one on TV. I only see horror movies if they're on TV. I just think that what like that one just got such a bummer ending. It was like, ha, just kidding. You didn't have to do that, idiot. Ha, you killed your only son. Dumbass. <laughs> oh my god. And speaking um, of stupid endings, we'll get there. Yeah. Uh so then uh we we pull out back to the back to the uh people discussing the court case thing and they're like uh Malcolm has this extreme dissociative identity disorder. He's got 11 distinct personalities. He's got journals. They all got different handwriting, distinct styles, different thoughts. Um and then uh uh Alfred Molina is like they they're arguing about whether or not the like, capital punishment applies here. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, Alfred Molina is like, hey, uh, let's integrate these personalities into one personality. Because that, that's what he's been doing this whole time. And then Malcolm arrives, who's just like this bald guy strapped to a wheelchair. Um, uh, and then John C. McGinley and uh, his wife both die. Uh, and so Timmy is a little bit fucked up. Yeah, Timmy's like, I'm sad now. I wasn't yep. making any emotions, but now I am. because Yeah, and then... And and then John Cusack tells Timmy and Gin and uh, Virginia, Virginia to run to go to the car and drive away. And they walk around the corner, and the car fucking explodes. <laughs> Stupidest shit on the planet. And John so Cusack's like, "Where are the bodies?" And everyone's like, "I don't know. You probably did it. Probably explosioned." And the cop guy's like, "You did this." Yeah, and then they're like, uh, "Maybe this is a Native American burial ground." And they're like, uh, "Well, that might be it." <laughs> and then and then like they're in the hotel and the the sex worker is just like yeah the former sex worker in vegas just like opens the door and yells out like what do you do why are you doing this my birthday i turn 30 next week ah! and like it's obvious that line was just that was just, like the most shoehorned in their line because that her her birthday being next week is like completely irrelevant to that statement but it is extremely relevant to the plot because then everyone left alive in the hotel realizes that their birthday is next week on May 10. Yeah, and I thought that was cool because I'm a Taurus. <laughs> oh yeah, this is, this, is, this is an extremely shitty, this is an extremely stupid nitpick. But earlier in the movie, um, one of the characters asked John Cusack, like, "Hey, when 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 what month were you born in?" He's like, "May." And yeah. She's like, "Oh, you're a Taurus," and like. You can't just assume that. Like, you can be a Taurus. You can be another Zodiac and not... Like, if you... There are nine... Ten days in May that you can be born on that you will not be a Taurus. Well, excluding the cusp. So, like, nine days in May you can be born on that will not be a Taurus. I... 
I don't know. I think if somebody told me May 10, I would automatically assume that they're Taurus. Well, he, he just said May, though. He didn't say May 10th. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like, yeah. It's, a weird, it's a weird assumption to make. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> well, as a Taurus, if I heard somebody say that their birthday was in May, I would just automatically assume that they're a Taurus because I am a Taurus. You yeah. see, this is an astrology joke because yeah. I'm stubborn. Oh, and during ah. that conversation between uh, Paris and John Cusack, the actor John Cusack, uh, she's just like, "What? Why are you doing all this? Uh, you're just a limo driver." And he was like, "Nah, I'm an ex-cop. Uh, I'm super depressed right now because uh, a literally a pregnant Mexican teenager with AIDS killed herself, and it was my fault, basically." And now I'm depressed. Because I couldn't it. tell her, because I had no, when she asked me what do I have to live for, I didn't have an answer for her. Which Damn. is like, like, that, that is a really, that throws, like, this movie is not, like, light to begin with, but like, <laughs> god damn, they threw dark for that scene. Pregnant Mexican teenager with A's, yeah, that's pretty. Like, it's almost, it's like, it's almost farcical how many things they stacked onto that to make it to make that to make that non-extant character seem as tragic as possible. Yeah, que es la punta vivar, uh, dame das gasolina. <laughs> Just keep. <laughs> that's, that's how I would reply if somebody asked me what's the meaning of life or what's the point of life. Dame das gasolina. Yeah. Yeah. The, the meaning of life is the song Gasolina. Yeah. Okay, I, gotta listen, I gotta listen to that song when I'm done with this episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, Timmy and Ginny are dead, and then the bodies are missing, and then they find out May 10th, and then he's like, oh, wow, they're different states because he's looking at the IDs or whatever. Yeah, and then and then uh, he, like, gets called into the real world, and then instead of Malcolm sitting in the chair that with all with all the lawyers and shit, it's John Cusack. And then he looks in the mirror and it's Malcolm, and he's like, "Oh, what the fuck? What the fuck?" That uh, what the f- it felt that like was a good. I don't know if you've ever played Until Dawn, but it felt like one of the therapy sessions, and it felt like there should be like QTEs and like whatever, because like the way everything oh, was time yeah, and space, like yeah. it, it felt like very video gamey. Man, I'm really excited. I, I think I'm gonna just. I think I might make playing Until Dawn like a yearly thing that I do in October, because that game's a good game. Yeah. I... I want to play the second one that they're doing, the cop one, but I don't know. We'll see. Oh, uh, Hidden Agenda? Yeah, did that come out? No, right? It did, yeah, that came out in like 2016, 2017. Jesus, I didn't hear anything I've about played it. it. I've played it. It's fine. I think it's like, it's it's good, but also like you turn to you turn into a, you hit a fail state pretty easily. Like there is an obvious good end. Uh-huh. Like, and like anything that, like in Until Dawn, you control the fail, obviously like the, of those eight characters and like some of that, maybe all of them can live, maybe none of them live. And there are like definitely varying steps in between. But like from what I was able to tell from uh, Hidden Agenda, like if you fuck up like two or if you fuck up like two things, you do not get anything close to any resemblance of a good ending. Like wow. we we had done like everything right, and then we fucked like one decision at the end, and that just like completely tanked everything. Like no happy ending, that sad ending. The killer got away. No one was responsible. Like it was basically the end of Chinatown. Okay. <laughs> Except for the main character did not shoot a woman in the head. Ooh. Well, from over 60 yards with a revolver. Well, I mean, that's a pretty good, easy shot, if you think about hey, it. Hey, don't worry about it, Jake. It's Chinatown. <laughs> and then Larry dies. 
Yeah. Uh, Larry, well, first of all, uh, Paris finds the uh, convict transportation files not only for the Gary Busey, but also for the cop. And it's like, wait a minute. And then they flash back and uh, the cop kill was actually a prisoner, but he killed the real cop. And then he and G Jake Busey were uh, driving together. And then he stole the cop uniform and pretended to be a cop so that he could escape. Uh, and then the Paris finds the actual cop's corpse in the trunk, who, and is like, oh, who looks suspiciously like uh, Jake Busey or whatever. From from what I saw, I was like, oh wow, that looks like Joshua Holm again. So I wonder <laughs> if that was like on purpose or something. May may have been. Yeah. Um, but then uh, like Rhodes, like the cop knows that she knows, and then he tries to kill her, but Larry like saves her and dies in the process. Yeah. And then the cop and John Cusack both die at the same time. It was and... very homoerotic. And also the cop looks like a burn notice victim. <laughs> he does. Or not he a really victim, does. a villain, yeah. Yeah, he absolutely does. God, burn notice sure was a television show, huh? Yeah, they had this reveal like really early on in the movie of like the uh, the, the cop guy, the fake cop guy, putting on his like polo and it's got like a hoodie. Or it's got like a hole in it, just covered in blood. I was like, oh, yeah, that's really cool, because I know this guy's a bad guy. So, I think this movie's really good, like, a second time, because you're like, oh, wow, yeah, cool. Yeah, there's... The, the foreshadowing is interesting. The rest of the it is... <laughs> <laughs> the rest of it is something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then, uh, so, Paris gets away, and uh, she goes to, uh, what is it, Frostproof, Florida, which is where she grew up and always wanted to grow, uh, make an orange grove because it's frostproof, just like the name. With a Bob um, Dylan song in the background. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Alfred, but Alfred Molina is like, yeah, so I induced all these personalities to murder each other, and the homicidal one is dead, so uh, we, can, we don't have to kill this guy. And they're like, well, we decided to do a stay of execution. And then, in Malcolm's mind, Paris goes back home to Frostproof, Florida, and is like, tending to some soil in some orange grove, and she finds, uh, 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 room key, the the number one room key, <laughs> and then <laughs> there is Timmy behind her, like smacking a trowel against his hands, <laughs> just like like a mobster with a with like a, with a mobster with a blackjack, just like about to beat the shit out of her, and then um like uh, we flash back between that and uh, uh Malcolm in the van, just being like no no Timmy. No, no. And then what's the final line of the movie? Uh, whores don't get second, or whores don't get second chances, or something like that. Yeah, like, it's and then really Timmy, uh, yeah, shit. and then we get a flashback to how Timmy engineered the deaths of everyone, but like, <laughs> I, what I really wanted to see, they didn't give me any of the money shots, which is like, how does Timmy set up the gasoline explosion? Oh, exactly, like, he's just like, walking how does, away from how it does like Timmy, uh, How does Timmy uh, execute the upper body strength to cut a woman's head off? Probably with, like, like, a fulcrum or something. Or like probably, police. yeah, but, like, her attacker seemed to be, like, like about eye level with her and not, like, not, like, waist level. Uh, he had Timmy strength. I don't know. Oh, yeah, he had, he had Timmy strength and Timmy stilts. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. It's, it felt yeah. like a, the bad ending of a video game. Like we didn't. Yeah. Collect well, and then and then and then Malcolm beats the shit out of Alfred Molina, and then pulls, <laughs> drives the truck off the road, and then Timmy recites a poem, and then it's it's like that's that's pretty much how hidden. I did. That's pretty much. I feel like this was on any of hidden agenda. It. Yeah. It. 
You didn't collect enough of the totems, so now you got the bad ending. You didn't get the true ending, guys. You gotta yeah. play the game again. Yeah. Oh, oh man. Well, that was identity. Yeah, it was about ancient Indian burial ground. Yeah, which is that's great. <laughs> so if you haven't seen this movie, uh, you Don't. should not watch it. Yeah, uh, on a scale of zero to five, uh, hmm, I'm gonna say ruined laundry loads, and they're ruined because there's a head in them. How many ruined loads of laundry are you giving this? Because I can't really give it higher than a two. <sighs> Putting my nostalgia glasses off, because like I really like this movie. I'm gonna give it a three just for the cool visuals and everything. Uh, yeah, like I, I think this movie is like, I think this is a pretty decent. I, I think this is like not a good execution, but like. Well put together of a really shitty script and premise. Yeah, I think that, like, there was a lot of executive meddling and, like, a lot of, like, weird things that had to be done in order to make things more transparent. Like, oh, this is what's going on. Like, if you cut half of the horror, like, the, the, the real world shit, like, out. And, like, there was that scene where, like, uh, for some weird reason, ex-cop John Cusack has a copy of Being in Nothingness by Jean-Paul Sartre. <laughs> in his uh like front seat and i was like okay that's a stupid choice it probably should be no exit and just like weird little things like that like oh like, I, I don't know i don't know about being of nothingness i know what no exit is but i don't know being of nothingness and that's that's uh you know that guy heidegger tim yeah tim heidegger <laughs> tim heidegger was like <laughs> being in something or whatever and then jean-paul sartre was in prison and he was like actually it's being a nothingness yeah, that's all you need Damn. to know. Yeah. Really makes you think. <laughs> I was in debate in high school, so. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, we don't have any questions. So do you want to move on to recommendations? Oh, God. I was supposed to do that. Um, I don't watch this I movie. Can go, I can, yeah, I can go first if you need time to think of something. Yeah, go ahead. So my recommendation this week is, I think I recommended it before, but I have started to go back and rewatch the, uh, the original run of Veronica Mars. And I gotta say, that show still holds up. Like, that show is still really good, really snappy. Um, it's kind of like the writing that I feel like Aaron Sorkin wishes he could do in terms of snappiness. Like, there, there are walk and talks, but they don't feel extremely egregious. Like, and it's like, it's also, it's a, it's a, it's a neo-noir from the perspective of a 17-year-old girl. And it's a fucking stellar concept. Kristen Bell is great in it. And it's really weird to see that now that I know her more. Like, she is definitely more cemented in my mind as Eleanor Shellstrop uh, from The Good Place. Um, but, like, it's just an entire, a fantastic show. Great writing. Like, great everything. I'm really excited to go, like, watch more of it. And the soundtrack is also, like, banging. Like, it's it's a very of-its-time soundtrack, but it's a very good of-its-time soundtrack. From what I've seen from Veronica Mars, like, through Osmosis, like, it fucks. Like, it fucking rules. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it fucks hard. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go watch that. Yeah. Um, my recommendation is I just saw uh, this movie... Wet Hot American Summer, and I thought it was funny. It's pretty problematic at some points because it's like the Stella crew and the state and everything like that, but uh, I think it really makes up. Like, they have this scene where it's, like, going to be, like, it, so it's about, like, a like a campground in the 80s or 70s or whatever, and they're, right, they're yeah. going to, like, sh they're going to do skinny dipping and, like, all these horny boys are going to watch them, but then it cuts to an extremely graphic, like, gay sex scene. That's like how it happening within the play. It's like it's a really good, and it's uh, Michael Ian Black is in it, but he's the top. But like, I mean, if you think about <laughs> like the story wise, 
like fine it's okay that he's a top and like but that kind of got to me because like he's obviously a bottom but whatever we can talk about that later anyone who co anyone who co-writes a book with megan mccain is a bottom yeah <laughs> remember when he did that <laughs> So cool! Oh god, the, the name of the, that, that book had such a stupid name. Uh, uh, Michael Ian Black America, you sexy. What is that? Yeah, America, you sexy bitch. A love letter to freedom by Megan McCain and Michael Ian Black. Hell yeah! <laughs> I wish I had the cojones. Oh my god. Um, anyways, uh, Mikey, where can people find you online if you would like to be found? No, don't don't fucking at me. I'm something on Twitter. Uh, I have fan fiction that I won't tell anybody about. And, uh, yeah, like, um, eventually one of these days I'll take my account off lock, but I don't want people adding me. So, I mean, if you, yeah. you, but you got my address. Yeah, I got business cards now for my. I got a promotion. Yeah, work. You're, I think you're, is your address still sixty nine sixty nine four twenty street? Yeah, it's on my okay, business cool. cards. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, yeah, I got those. Okay, thank you. <laughs> what about you? Uh, you can find me on all my other podcasts uh, at the Wonder Yorks and at uh, Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. Uh, you can find this podcast on Patreon. Also, patreon.com slash fearbaiting is where you can go to support us. But, yeah, if you want to support the show, patreon.com slash fearbaiting, uh, you get access to uh, early ep- you get early access to episodes, uh, any bonus content we put out. Uh, it supports both this and the Wonder Yerks. So, yeah. Uh, and uh, fucking uh, $1 a month gets you everything. 5 bucks a month gets you a message right on the show and also you, uh, uh, your name right on the show. And also 10 bucks a month gets you... Uh, you get to make us watch a horror movie. Oh. So... I would like to thank you very much. Uh, thank you to Michael Kaiser, Paul hey. Moran, Kit Spindler, Paul Bechtel, Ducky Aisha, and Sophie. You're all my favorites. You can find me on Twitter at SunHatGenia, S-U-N-H-A-T-Z-H-E-N-Y-A. Uh, uh, Wonder Years, Henry Kissinger's Pokemon Going to Die. Uh, uh, I don't remember if I mentioned this last week, but uh, Running in the 90s, I was on an episode of that uh, my friend's podcast about uh, 90s anime. Uh, and uh, I was on to talk about uh, one of my favorite animes. Well, the OVA for one of my favorite animes, Birdie the Mighty, which was which fucking ruled. Uh, it was a super fun episode. I, super fun episode. I really recommend you track it down, check it out. And uh, yeah, uh, I think that about. Oh yeah, we're at Fear Baiting on Twitter and Tumblr and Gmail if you would like. Uh, and I think that's everything. Yeah, I, I remember when like they didn't have subs or dubs, so you had to like print out everything on a script and read alongside. And I think that, that was like one of the OVAs that I watched with my mom's anime club like way back. Yeah, Birdie the Mighty, Birdie the Mighty's OVA is really good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, but uh, uh, Mikey, thanks again for coming on. It was a blast. Yeah. Anytime you need me, I yeah. am here. All right. Well, uh, until next week, uh, I'm Sarah, and I'm Michael. And remember. <laughs>